0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies in a Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Keith. Hey. And Brad. What's up? So, in this short episode, we have two movies that we're going to review, or more accurately that Keith is going to review. One is How to Blow Up a Pipeline, which is based on a, I'll go ahead and say controversial book. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to close out with a documentary on Little Richard called Little Richard, I Am Everything. Actually, let me bounce it over to Brad to talk about what how to blow up a pipeline is
1: about, and then I'll turn it over to Keith to talk about it some more. So, <laughs> summary courtesy of IMDb, and it's uh, pretty short and simple. A, a crew of environmental activists plot a daring plan to disrupt an oil pipeline. So, Keith, what's your thoughts? Ratings? <laughs> so are you ready for ratings? I'm <laughs> uh, kidding. Okay.
2: There is an FBI warning on this movie, and that is the dumbest crap I've ever heard. I will get into why. Um, you know, it's ridiculous. Well, my brother and I go to Baltimore, almost always to catch a couple of Orioles games, we always, almost always also go to the Great Charles Theater, which is sadly now Baltimore's only surviving art house cinema. And our most recent trip up earlier this summer, there wasn't a lot playing there that caught our eyes, so we took a chance on this one, How to Blow Up the Pipeline, and I'm glad we did. Be warned in case you can't tell from the title already, this is thoroughly, unapologetically, a bit of agitprop, but still an entertaining and often thrilling ride. And it's when this flick sells into its thriller groove that it's really at its best. Based on the book of the same name by Andreas Malm that you can tell from the movie is pretty much a how-to manual to do exactly what its title says to the point that, God bless America, the FBI even issued at least one warning to people to not see this movie. Now that is thoroughly ridiculous, you know, I looked at the book and the book is a how-to manual, seriously, on how to blow a pipeline. That is not what this movie is. It is, it is actually a actually, like, pretty entertaining, like I said, pretty standard thriller. So. If this movie is already VOD now, so check it out, and I think you'll enjoy it. This fictionalized take on the book is crafted into a thriller by director Daniel Goldhaber, and stars an engaging young cast of largely unknown actors as they come together and conspire to commit the act of ecotage that gives the movie its, its title and drive. And it's the unapologetic look at this plot that draws the viewer in unless you make up your own mind about what they're trying to pull off. It helps that Goldhaber tells this tale in an engaging style, fleshing back in time so we get the backstories of these young co-conspirators, who largely don't know each other before they're united by their common cause. In the cast of uniformly great performers, you'll most recognize Marcus Scribner, TV's Blackish and Grownish, and he's great. But the real star who shines the brightest is Ariel Barrera, who fans will know from Marvel's great and criminally underappreciated series Runaways. As social, she gives the movie its most powerful moment with the ultimate act of sacrifice for her friends and the cause. Overall, if you like smart, political edge, Goldhaber's How to Blow a Pipeline is well worth tracking down on VOD now. And for that, I will give it an affectionate three stars. Okay, Brad, you got Rotten Tomatoes. Critics and audience. Keith, which thoughts? I imagine not many people saw this, but I imagine the critics will like it. I'll go 85. Fans, you know, the subject is very controversial. I think if you see it, you'd like it, but I'll still go as low as 70. Critics, 94%, 139
1: yeah. reviews. Audience, 61%, 100-plus reviews.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I am happy to hear the 139 critics saw it, because it didn't play real wide. But like I said, it is on VOD now, so you can put up, put up your 20 bucks or whatever and watch it. Yeah. Yep.
1: And the Critics' Consensus, uh, courtesy of Rot Tomatoes. An explosive adaptation of Andreas Malm's treatise, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, delivers a high-stakes eco-thriller ignited by riveting and complex anti.
2: That's that's a good summary, and you know that pretty much sums up why it's a good movie.
0: Okay, so let's go on to our next movie, and that is Little Richard, I'm Everything, which is a
2: documentary that is available where, Keith? You know, I don't think it's available yet, but it was funded by CNN and HBO and a bunch of other people, so I think you'll be able to see it streaming soon. Okay, all right. Well, Brad, you want to give the rundown? Nope. Summary as always a
1: courtesy of uh, IMDb and. Uh, They've kept things short and simple for us this week. <laughs> the one-of-a-kind
2: rock and roll icon who shaped the world. That's not even a plot summary, but I like it. <laughs> when I saw this documentary, Little Richard I and Everything, was coming to the Cinema Art Theater in Lewis, I was determined to go for multiple reasons. First off, having lived in Macon for ten years, I'm a huge fan of the true and only King of Rock and Roll. And also, because music documentaries are easily one of my favorite subgenres. and I'm happy to report this one definitely does not disappoint And good news, this flick directed by Lisa Cortez, like I said, was funded in part by HBO Max and CNN. So after its indie theater run, which should be coming to an end, I would imagine you'll get it on either one or both services pretty soon. And also great news, if you like Little Richard and great music documentaries, you'll love this one as soon as you can find it. Admittedly, I was a little put off at the beginning because it's kind of front-loaded with epic talking heads like Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney. But Cortez wisely makes sly use of those as she eventually settles into both an intimate and equally all-encompassing portrait of the late icon. And if you think you know the story of Little Richard, as I kind of did, it yourself because this is truly a worse-in-all portrait of a very complicated figure in music history. By tapping into a variety of sources who knew him intimately, from band members to family members and more, she gives a full and engrossing portrait of this man who at different times of his life both embraced his homosexuality and other times rejected it in a near-constant struggle to fit in with the world around him and be at peace with himself. It's this struggle that makes up the meat of I Am Everything and gives it its most direct punch. But Cortez, of course, also doesn't shy away from how much white musicians co-opted Little Richard's sound and made more money off it than he ever did. He's at times thankful and other times bitter about it in extensive interviews that Cortez managed to get her hands on from throughout his colorful life. Pat Boone comes under particular and thoroughly deserved fire here, and that was one among many times when I just laughed out loud while watching this. And along with those varied and insightful interviews, Cortez also managed to get her hands on plenty of electrifying footage of Little Richard performing live throughout his career. That will make you smile as you also think about, think throughout about just how much this American icon was misunderstood and underappreciated while we had him. There's one moment in particular, late in the movie, which made me just tear up, that has to do with his close ties to Dick Clark. But there are little moments of greatness sprinkled throughout this flick. And a short side of documentaries, there's another great one that just premiered this week on Apple+, Plus, David Guggenheim, Davis Guggenheim's equally revealing and entertaining still about Michael J. Fox and his struggle with Parkinson's disease, so watch that one for sure. But getting back to Cortez, she is definitely a director to watch, and her next movie will be about The Rise of Ebony and Jet Magazines, so I'll be watching that one too. This time out, she's made a portrait of Little Richard that's as well-rounded as is engrossing and thoroughly entertaining, for that, I will give it four stars. Rotten Tomatoes, critics and audience. I can't see anybody not liking this. I'll go 95 on the critics. But again, you know, he's a colorful character. I'll again go uh, 70 for the fans.
1: And 94% for critics. That's uh, eight on 84 reviews.
2: 76% on the uh, audience. That's so uh, 19 reviews. So. That's good. I mean, I'm not too surprised that everybody like Because if you're going to see it, you know that Little Richard was gay. I mean, everybody knows that. And so no, I don't think anybody would really have a problem. I'm, I'm happy nobody did. And as for the Critics' Consensus,
1: courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. Woo! That's bad. But anyway, that, that's in the Critics' Consensus, by the way. An engaging tribute to the rock pioneer Little Richard, I Am Everything should shut up anyone who doubts the title's veracity.
2: Amen. I did appreciate the little original howl there. That was like, I tried. It's. I think Ben will cut
1: that out, but you never know. Uh, it, it it didn't it didn't work out as well as I thought. <laughs> so, but uh, but yeah, I saw that and I was like, I got to do that, and that's not going to be pretty. So <laughs> anyway, as far as the even though Keith saw these both on the smaller screen, on the large screen this weekend for the weekend weekend box office earnings, I think to no surprise, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Finished first again with $60.5 million uh, this week and a two week total of $213.2 million. Second, holding steady, is the Super Mario Brothers movie with $13 million and a six week total of $535.9 million. So, pretty successful. Number three is Book Club, Next Chapter. It made uh, $6.5 million in its opening weekend.
2: Uh, If I can interject, when I went to the movies, there was like 20 to 30 older ladies lined up to watch that movie. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. Yeah. Number
1: four, Evil Dead Rise, $3.7 million. Four-week total of $16.1 million. And rounding up the top five in its opening week, <laughs> Hypnotic, uh,
2: $2.3 <laughs> million. Dollars. I so. thought about That's the Robert Rodriguez movie starring Ben Affleck, and I thought about going to see it, but it, it, it got like 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. So um. so, so that's uh, that's the weekend mm-hmm. box office, it, Ben.
0: Okay. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Movies and Meals. So... Keith, if you can do the plugs.
2: Uh, we're at Movies and a Meal, OG, at gmail.com. Uh, movies meal on Twitter. And Jacobs listening listen on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can find podcasts. Okay. All
0: right, so for this episode of Movies and a Meal, I'm Ben. And
1: Keith. Spread! twice.